0: Option bowls alone touchdown here we go out of miss strike three go on has pitched the no hitter Anthony's gonna try and get one more shot off from the corner of the buzzer oh he puts it Mike Messier Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Welcome back to TKM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. Been a while. Last time we talked, we talked about the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals, and really discussed some little NFL news, but I'm back. Today we are going to discuss a little bit about NCAA football. Before we get into the discussion about college football today, I do want to point out that I did make a social media post that said we are going into now season three of TKM Sports Podcast. The reason I explained it as season three is because season one only lasted like six episodes in which they are consisted of the 2020 year when we had COVID. Then season two, we started up this past year and we really dove into some awesome topics, talked a little about baseball, talked a lot about basketball, talked some about the NFL, you know, had a bunch of guests on and it was great having them on. This season is a little bit different. We are going to really really dive in the deep college football and we're going to dive really a lot more into the NFL this season so it's going to be consistent of that of the next couple months. We will also dive deeper on some NBA and NHL but that'll be later on throughout the months. Anyway let's talk about some college football today. Now we have seen a ton of big changes in college football. We've seen a lot of teams leave conferences And we have seen a lot of changes. Now, we can evidently say that the Pac-12 just doesn't exist anymore. It has lost so many teams. We've lost USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado. I mean, they have lost a bunch of teams in just like the past year. So USC and UCLA, obviously, we knew about that last year. They are leaving to go to the Big Ten. I didn't get really mad about this move. USC out of Lincoln-Riley. They produced really well last year in the Pac-12. Yes, they didn't win the championship, but they are going to make the West stronger in football, especially, you know, you got Wisconsin, Iowa, and the West in the Big Ten is not really as strong as the East, so it gives a little bit more competition on the football side for them. UCLA will join them in coming to the Big Ten. Now, I think this helps them in the basketball aspect because UCLA has an incredible basketball team and I think that's better for them and it's going to make basketball in the Big 10 just a little bit more competitive so I'm happy we're going to be able to see that we also seen moves last year like Oklahoma and Texas they announced that they are leaving the Big 12 going to the SEC Texas it kind of makes some sense because big school and they could get back to you know playing a couple of the Texas teams Texas A&M And be a part of a bigger conference. And they have Steve Sarkeesian as the head coach. Which is going to be perfect for them because he's an SEC offense coordinator. So it's going to benefit for them. Wasn't too sure about Oklahoma because losing Lincoln Riley. And we know what he meant to that college program. We'll see what they can do in SEC. I'm not too sure to be honest with you. I I don't know if they'll be any good in basketball. Or in football, maybe a better chance in basketball. But in football, I'm not too sure if they're going to get the recruits to be able to compete with the SEC, in the West especially. So only time will tell on that one. However, we are going to now talk about some of the rest of the moves that we have seen in just the past couple of weeks. The ACC, we'll start with that. No moves. Obviously trying to play it smart, trying to keep their conference together. There have been rumor reports Clemson and Florida State want to go to the Big Ten. I don't really see that happening, and if it does happen, it makes no sense. They're going to be in the Big Ten East, so they're going to have to play Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. I really don't see how that benefits Florida State at all. That takes away their rival in Florida, which everybody loves that game at the end of the year. Clemson, Clemson I think is made more for the SEC. Let me explain why. Clemson has been the only team – to win a national championship that wasn't in the Big Ten or in the SEC in the last 10 years. They are a phenomenal program. Dabo Swinney is a phenomenal coach, and I truly believe they could challenge teams like Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and the East and make it a little bit more competitive and especially keeping their rival in South Carolina that they can play every single year. I think we should give Clemson the benefit of the doubt. They won two national championships against SEC opponents. They played phenomenal against Ohio State in a playoff game. Now they didn't play so well in the championship. They started great, but they didn't play very well throughout that game. Nevertheless, they have been to four national championships, and they've won two with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. And they both beat Alabama doing it. So I think Clemson deserves the benefit of the doubt. If they wanted to leave, SEC's perfect for them. Florida State, I just don't see them now, you know, getting the recruits that they need to. And they've been a mess ever since Jimbo Fisher went to Texas A&M. Now they finally got a team together, and they're trying to run to a different conference, and especially one that is kind of out of their league. I think the ACC is still perfect for them, and they could really, you know, say Clemson leaves, they could really win those titles for the next couple of years in the ACC division. I mean, the ACC division would kind of be wide open then, and Florida State can take it. So I think it benefits them to stay in the ACC. But it's all for viewership and money and getting better recruits and this and that. Just kind of ridiculous in my own opinion. The Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten, we have seen some changes, like I just said, USC and UCLA. But now we got Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA coming to join the Big Ten, which I don't – like we've already talked about USC and UCLA. Oregon, they can put up a fight in football, and they're pretty okay in basketball, so it'll help them. Washington, I really don't know how they benefit from joining the Big Ten. I mean, will will they be better than like Northwestern, Purdue? Yeah. I, I definitely think they could be better than those teams, better than Nebraska and the Rutgers. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not going to win any Big Ten championship. I still think the Pac-12 is perfect for Washington. And, I honestly, I think it's perfect for Oregon, too. And I know Oregon wants to be in a different conference because they want more viewership. And, obviously, they're out west, and the Pac-12 doesn't get notable, and that's why most of these Pac-12 teams are leaving. But, still, I don't see Oregon beating Ohio State or Michigan in a Big Ten championship game. Matter of fact, I don't see any of the Pac-12 teams beating Ohio State or Michigan in a Big Ten championship. I just don't see it. Ohio State and Michigan are way too good. They're way too talented, have lots and lots of recruits. But I understand competition-wise the Big Ten was kind of deserating in the West. Didn't really have very good teams. You had Iowa and Wisconsin. Really, those were the only two teams kind of battling it out, so... To add some more firepower, make it a little bit more interesting, I can respect it. I can definitely respect it, and we'll see where it goes outside of that. I don't see those teams beating Michigan or High State in a Big Ten championship game. I, I just can't see it. Now, we can move to the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 is a little bit interesting. We already talked about Oklahoma and Texas leaving. We did know of last year. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and University of Central Florida were coming to join the Big 12. And I could see what they were doing a little bit, you know, having Cincinnati and UCF join the Big 12, trying to expand a little bit east, try to get some teams over in the east because West Virginia was really the only team in the east that was coming all the way out Midwest to play all these teams. So I could see why it's going to bring some more excitement to the Big 12 and I actually didn't mind, you know, getting Cincinnati, getting to play them again. That'd have been cool. UCF, they've been underrated for years and they're not even, they've not been in a good conference. So for them to jump up, it was nice to see. Houston been on the come up the last two years, definitely impressive. And they also deserve to show up. BYU, they were good with Zach Wilson when he was there, and they still have some good talent. So it'll be interesting. And it's, you know, had to add somebody else, so they were probably the right team come and join, and they're out in the Midwest area, so it's perfect for them. Now, the crazy thing is, we all knew that they were coming in this year to play in the Big 12. What we didn't expect was, we didn't expect Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah. By the way, Utah's the Pac-12 defending champions, by the way. And they're coming to join the Big 12 next year. I, I truly believe that th- these are way too many teams in, in a conference. Overall, there's too many teams in the SEC, there's too many teams in the Big Ten, and there's too many teams in the Big 12. There's not enough football games in a year to be able to play everybody. There's just not. So we're going to see every two years some of these teams. We'll see them every two years. We're not going to get to play them every year because there's not enough football games to play this many teams. Like, I I get it. It's for viewership and stuff like that and to raise your team. I was okay with adding the four teams because that would mean you just lost two teams in Texas and Oklahoma. You added two more, and then you added another two, which there's nothing wrong with that. You could possibly make it work. You know, you could play those teams every two two years. Everybody's at least going to get to play, and you're going to get to see some entertainment. But once you start adding another four teams... We're adding eight teams total to a conference that was already loaded the way it was. Yes, we lost two schools. We could have added just those four and been done. But no, they want to add more and add more and add more. And so what is this all eventually going to come down to? There's not going to be an ACC. There's not going to be a Pac-12. And yes, there is not really a Pac-12 at all now. There's not going to be a Big 12. There won't be. I call it in the next five years. There won't be a Big 12. And if there is, that's good. And it might be just you know, part of the smaller conferences. The SEC and the Big Ten are about to become the AFC and the NFC. And so what's going to happen is they're going to have so many teams in so many different areas that, you know, hey, they're going to say, hey, we can split the SEC and the Big Ten up and we'll make divisions. So we're going to have like... The AFC North, the AFC West, the NFC South, the NFC East. Like, that is a lot of teams, and that's what's going to end up happening. So, right now, looking at it, the NIL deals are insane. Kids are getting paid way, way too much money. Kids are getting cars. They're getting all this jewelry. They're getting all these luxuries and stuff. So, what's the difference between college football and the NFL? The trophy? The national championship trophy? Or the Super Bowl trophy? Is that really the difference right now? Because they're expanding the playoffs. What's the difference? Really? What, that Trevor Lawrence and all these guys just make a little bit more money than some of these college kids? And you know what the sad part is? And the problem that really has been bothering me? The kids who are not producing are the ones getting stuff too. I'm going to bring up an example, and I read about it yesterday. Spencer Radler, South Carolina. Now Spencer Radler came in as a big top prospect for Oklahoma, and he didn't really work out with Lincoln Riley. So they brought in Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams produced great with Lincoln Riley, and they both went off to UFC, USC together. Spencer Rattler leaves Oklahoma, travels off to South Carolina, where the first year doesn't really produce very well. The next year, what happens? Spencer Rattler, typical Spencer Rattler, didn't play very well in the beginning of the season, comes to produce at the end of the season and makes South Carolina really good. He's got a bunch of money. And you know what? A lot of people say they deserve it. No, the winners deserve that. Guys who you know are great deserve that. Guys who you know that are going to be in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence deserved that. And I know people don't like this name, but let's be truthful. Deshaun Watson was an amazing quarterback in college. Deshaun Watson deserved that. Bryce Young deserves that. These guys who are phenomenal, make the game fun. Tim Tebow would be somebody too in the past who would have deserved it. Baker Mayfield would have deserved stuff like that. And, they, yeah, they probably did have some stuff like that. But we're giving people that are not even that great or really don't even have a chance to win a national championship all these luxuries. So anybody in the college sport can get luxuries? Just anybody? I mean, they're, they could not be any good. You might as well just give everybody on the team some money. Might as well give everybody a car. Everybody in the starting lineup, in the rosters. Might as well just give them all some of this stuff. Like, I'm not saying that that kids don't deserve to have this stuff. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be paid or whatever. But I think it kills the meaning of college football. Because all the guys behind, all the guys before that played college football, and if you ever get a chance, go listen to Tim Tebow because he talks about it Great. Tim Tebow didn't go to Florida for money. Tim Tebow went to Florida because his family loved it. Because he wanted to win a national championship at Florida. And he did. But he wanted to win a championship for his school, for his town, for the people in his family that loved it. There was meaning to the college game for him. There's no meaning anymore. And maybe there are to some of these kids. But when these kids are getting luxuries and some of them don't even really care to give it their all, then what's the point? I truly think there's got to be a leader of the NIL. There's got to be a leader of these teams going to conferences. I mean, if you're going to make it like the NFL, get a commissioner. Get somebody in charge that says, hey, there's rule restrictions here. There's rule restrictions for teams moving. Or colleges trying to go different places. That's what it is. Now anyway, long story short on that, that was a pretty interesting topic I just wanted to touch on because there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of moves in the NCAA football world. Now, Saturday, August twenty-sixth. The first games are arriving. Gonna be a pretty big weekend overall. Saturday obviously has the most games, Friday has some games, Thursday. You know, we are going to see a bunch of different games go on between August 26th and September 4th. We can highlight on some different games. Game day, by the way, college game day, will be at the Dukes-Mayo Classic, South Carolina versus North Carolina, Drake May versus Spencer Rattler, who we just talked about, going to be an incredible matchup, the Battle of the Carolinas. That is a classic one. That is definitely a classic one. Definitely one you're going to watch. It'll be... On Saturday, the 2nd of September at 7.30 on ABC. We'll talk more about it even when it comes up. For my West Virginia Mountaineer fans, we are going to Penn State. We are going to play Penn State the same day at 7.30 on NBC. Predictions for that game, Penn State obviously heavy favorite at a top five recruiting class, but always going to root on the Mountaineers. I always want the Mountaineers to win, even when I think we kind of have the wrong coach but i always cheer on the mountaineers no matter what we have some up, some other couple games that day if you're a high state fan your high state buckeyes are going to be playing the indiana hoosiers at 3:30 on saturday the 2nd on cbs that'll be a interesting game an opening game now most of your games that are on these days most of these teams are not very good you know you get a couple couple interesting games but I think the one that outside of the south carolina North carolina one that I'm going to enjoy is Florida state versus l s u now l s u played bet, played better at the end of the season last year, but Florida State was definitely on the come up. They were charging through the a c c had a couple of faults throughout the season, had a chance had a chance to you know make the a c c championship, but got beat by Clemson and it didn't work out for them. A lot of people are going to pick LSU for this game. You watch out for Florida State. You watch out for Jordan Travis. That guy is coming. By the way, they have a receiver who's like 6'7". He was playing last year. He's phenomenal. That dude's going to be up and coming too. So that's going to be a really, really, really interesting game. And I would definitely tune in if you want to know when that game is. That game is on Sunday the 3rd at 7.30 ABC. A couple other games we will highlight from the Pac-12. You are going to see Colorado and TCU. We are going to see Deion Sanders come in and play a Big 12 opponent that he's going to be playing next year. TCU came off a phenomenal year, was in the playoffs, you know, had a great team. Now they lost some of their talent this past year going to the NFL, but it should be an interesting matchup. Let's see what Deion Sanders can do. That'll be on Saturday the second at noon on Fox. An interesting game that I don't know if a lot of people will be interested in, but Florida, you know, had Anthony Richardson last year. Let's see what they can do this year. They are going to take on the defending Pac 12 champs, Utah. Utah, obviously, we know what they're made of. They're a pretty good team. And they're not gonna back down to anyone. Every time they're in the big in the Pac-Twelve, they show up every single time. So that's gonna be an interesting game. That is on the thirty-first of August at 8pm on ESPN that is going to be a classic thriller and those are pretty much your highlight games of that week now when we get into week 2 we'll start seeing more teams battle it out and we'll start seeing some better matchups but we're going to talk more closer when we get to week 1 I hope you all enjoyed this episode and it's good to be back it is, it really is good to be back anyway, I'll see you guys later (music)